Has it occurred to you that the systems we live by are not designed to get results? We pay for procedures instead of outcomes, focusing on emergencies rather than preventing disease and living a healthy lifestyle. For over 25 years, I've taken care of Olympians, Paralympians, A-list actors, and Fortune 1000 companies. If I do not get results, they do not get results. I realized that while powerful people who control the system want to keep the status quo, if I were to educate the masses, you would demand change. So I'm taking the gloves off and going after the systems as they are. Join me on my mission to create a new tomorrow as I chat with industry experts, elite athletes, thought leaders, and government officials about how we activate our vision for a better world. We may agree and we may disagree, but I'm not backing down. I'm Ari Gronich, and this is Create a New Tomorrow Podcast. Hey, this is Ari Gronich, and this is another episode of Create a New Tomorrow Podcast. We are here with an amazing podcasting legend, Dr. Joe Esposito. You know, I'm going to read your bio a little bit because it is so vast and long. You've been in the industry 35 years and have had not only a successful practice, but you've been an uh, award-winning author. You've been a speaker that is highly decorated and requested double board certified in nutrition, board certified in chiropractic, you're board certified in uh, orthopedics and pain management. I mean, you have a vast experience and knowledge, both clinically as well as educationally in the field of the healing arts. And so, you know, why don't you just kind of give our audience a little introduction into who you are and you know what made you become this incredible advocate for people's health? Sure, well, I appreciate that. Thanks for having me on. Um, I've been in practice, like I said, about 35, 36 years now. And what happened was uh, in the second book I wrote called Eating Right for the Health of It, uh, no, Prescription for Extreme Health. I'm sorry, I wrote a few books there. Um, I tell the story of my father. And my father was, um, uh, fell off a ladder before I was born. He fell in January, I was born in May, and he fell off a ladder, he's a sign hanger, broke his back, fractured his skull, went deaf immediately. So my father never heard my voice, which is ironic that I've made a career as a speaker. Um, so I grew up with a, a, my dad who was deaf, and, and back then there was no OSHA, and there was no retraining of people. He was deaf, that was it. So we lived on very little income. Social security paid a little tiny bit of money. It was me and my mother, my father, and my sister. Comp, I think, paid something crazy like $50 a week maybe. To, for a family of four. So it wasn't like we grew up in a lot of money and you know, nobody says you didn't know you were poor. Well, my father came from a family of 10. So I had a lot of cousins, a lot of aunts and uncles, and that was all well and good, but I didn't know there was anything else but that life. We were all, you know, we were all blue collar workers. Um, I, uh, I was gifted to be intellectually, uh, uh, intellectually gifted, I guess. And studies never came hard to me. I could learn things real quickly and I said, okay, this is great. And I played football and I played hockey and I was a swimmer. And so I always did what I thought was what every other kid was doing. I didn't realize there was anything else out there. My father would always say, hey, Joey, rub my back. My back hurts. Rub my back, Joey. And I'd rub his back and he'd feel better. So that was instant gratification for a young boy. Young boy you know, daddy likes that. I'll do it again, you know. So I thought, well, what can I do to help my father? So I was going to become a neurosurgeon. That was the original plan. And I was going to operate on my father to bring his hearing back. That was the plans. He had nerve deafness. I didn't know any better. 
And my grandmother said something one day that would change history. And she said, why don't you go talk to my chiropractor? He does something with nerves. I'll never forget the sentence. And at the time, I had hair down to my shoulders, long beard, flannel shirts, 210 pounds. Uh, so I was a real thug looking guy. And I walked into this chiropractor's office on uh, Patterson Plank Road in uh, East Rutherford, New Jersey. And this guy couldn't have been nicer. He sat me down. He explained chiropractic. He explained, uh, you know, going to school, what it would take. So then I started talking to the doctors. You know, I played football and hockey, so I got hurt a lot. And I was always at the doctor's office. <laughs> and I started talking to the medical doctors, and they didn't like their jobs. They were saying, oh, it's a lot of work, and you got to you know, malpractice and late hours. And, blah, blah, blah. and this is back when doctors actually got paid. Not like today, where insurance companies say nobody, nobody deserves anything. I said, well, I think I want to be a chiropractor. I like this guy. So that's the thing that motivated me is I just thought he was cool. As aside from the other doctors that I spoke to that seemed miserable in their careers. So my, so my mother said, Why, uh, I don't care if you become a garbage man, just be the best garbage man you could be. And so that kind of motivated me. And I thought, okay, this is great. And uh, I can be good at this. So talking to the medical doctors, they didn't seem happy what they were doing. And then I went to another chiropractor's office and he was happy. And he said, oh, here's some list of schools. If you need a letter of recommendation and here's some scholarships you might be available, uh, you know, available for you. So I thought, this is really great. So I said, I'm going to be a chiropractor. So I went into chiropractic and uh, graduated at 23 years old. Again, academics was easy for me. So at 23 years old, I didn't know what to do. I was just still a kid. So I opened up a practice, failed miserably. Um, and <laughs> I delivered pizza at a Domino's pizza up the street, uh, from my office at night so I can pay my rent during the day. And I was afraid I'd deliver a pizza to a patient. Go ahead. Hey, all right, here's your pizza. I'll see you Tuesday. You know, so <laughs> and so that's what got me into it. And then I started studying nutrition while I was at uh, graduate school and I started going, this is really cool. I like this. And so it, it kind of spoke to me. And so I started st going down the nutrition world. And then I really got involved with orthopedics. So I got my diploma in orthopedics and then pain management was just a new thing back then. And I was actually asked to be one of the original pain management doctors. And now it's a whole division of healthcare. So, so it's really been fun. It's been a fun journey. And I had all my degrees by the time I was 30. So sounds like, uh, yeah. So you got started early and have had the opportunity to make this big impact. What goal, you know, if, if you had a goal, that was an impact or a legacy that you'd like to leave on the world? What would that be? I'd like to have a nationally syndicated TV show like Dr. Oz. I've been on his show and he's been on my show. And so we know each other and he's a great guy. And I really would like to have a, a bigger audience, a bigger platform for me to teach how to get well and stay well. And that's what we're really good at. So. Absolutely. So, you know, you mentioned Dr. Oz. There's a lot of controversy back and forth with Dr. Oz and with the message that he has. Why do you think that the, the mainstream seems to want to go after anybody who is trying to really take care of getting people healthy versus treating the sick? Right. And I saw that way back in my early years. But like with the radio shows now and the TV shows we do, I get almost zero pushback. In fact, first time in like five or six years, somebody made a comment uh, well, you're a chiropractor. You shouldn't be giving this type of advice. So I sent the guy my resume, basically. And I said, I'd love to talk to you if you have some concerns about anything I said. If I was wrong, I need to know it. Never heard from him again. <laughs> so once again, if you know that you know that you know that you know, uh, it's really hard for anybody to argue with you. And if I'm wrong, I'll say it. Hey, listen, I, this was information I had, and now it's new information. And some things do change. But it's rare that anybody can go up against me and say, no, you're wrong about this, because I'm not. So. 
you know, that is true. And, and I've seen a lot of censorship lately going on with things like YouTube and uh-huh. sure. doctors who are saying something that is factually accurate, right. being censored. And so how have you managed, other than having all of the degrees and evidence, right? How have you managed to, to stay above the fray? Well, I, I, I don't knock anybody. And that's the thing. I think that some of the mistakes are being made across the board in healthcare and medicine, you know, orthodox medicine, ordinary medicine and natural healthcare. Don't knock the other place. There's a place for everybody. If I need surgery, I want to have the best surgeon in the world operating on. If I need, uh, you know, I cut my finger the other day. I was in my backyard, took the top of my finger right off. Oh my God, it hurt like heck. I went to a medical doctor immediately. She looked at it. She goes, we can sew it or not. I said, well, if we cannot sew it, let's do that. She goes, yeah, just clean it and blah, blah, blah. And it was fine. It healed and it's, it's all fine now. So there's a place for all healthcare. And I think the problem comes in is what we become so polarized. You should never have medicine. Oh, sometimes you need medicine. Why knock that? Well, you should never become a vegan. Well, no, vegan lifestyle is good. So I think as long as you, you understand that there's a place for everybody, it's really hard for anybody to argue with you. That's uh that is absolutely true. So I, I like to finish these, uh, these interviews with a question. Sure. And the, the idea of creating a new tomorrow is to really be able to transform people into activating their visions for a better world. So what are three things that you could give to somebody that they could take action on right now in order to change their life, change their health, and move forward in creating their new tomorrow? Perfect. Easiest thing you could do, get the bad food out of the house. If you have bad food in your house, I call it the seven deadly sins, alcohol, meat, sugar, dairy, coffee, soda, and artificial sweetener. If you have bad food in the house, get it out of the house because you're going to be tempted to eat it. I'm going to be tempted to eat it. It's the way the brain works. I just did a show on addiction. I did a two-part show on addiction and how the brain uh, stimulates the, you do bad foods, addictive substances or actions. It stimulates the nucleus acumens, which releases dopamine and dopamine gives you pleasure. So what do you want to do? Get more pleasure. So if you don't expose yourself to the bad things, uh, you're not, you're going to be less likely to do them. And so if I have, you know, just that list is going to scare those (laughs) going to scare people because they don't understand it. So, you know, you and I both know these are all foods that cause inflammation, which then causes disease. So, you know, I just wanted to, to let people know this is, this is you taking care of the inflammation in your system that's causing your dis-ease. Yes, exactly. And you don't have to do it all at once. That's the thing too. I can't give up alcohol, meat, sugar, dairy, coffee, soda, artificial sweetener. There's no way. Okay, what can you give up? Well, I can give up the artificial sweetener, which is the worst of them all. Okay, let's start there. Let's do two weeks with no artificial sweetener. Great. How was that? Well, that was easy. Okay. What's the next step then? Gosh, maybe dairy, because there's so many dairy substitutes now. Okay, let's do dairy. And so you don't have to do it all at once, but what you'll do is as soon as you do something positive for your health and you see the results, you want more. And I'm going to get you excited about being healthy as opposed to excited about being an addict or eating bad foods. It's really simple once you get into it. Awesome. And the other two? The other two, uh, if you have pain, pain is a warning sign. Don't ignore it. And that's so important when it comes to healthcare. Uh, So if you have neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, acid reflux, stomach problems, get it checked. There's nothing wrong with doing a diagnostic test. You know, we're going to do an x-ray. We're going to do an MRI. Okay. Okay. There's nothing wrong. Great. So many times patients come to our offices and we have four offices and they come to our offices and they say, well, I've done this, 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 and this, and everything was negative. 
great. Now we know what it's not. But if the pest comes up positive, you've got a tumor growing in your brain, we'll probably need some medical advice, okay? We gotta co-manage the case. So pain is a warning sign, don't ignore it. Chiropractic is the most effective, least expensive treatment for pain. It's, so why wouldn't I do the most effective, least expensive thing? It's pretty simple. Uh, and then number three, make sure you surround yourself with good people. And so that may mean ending toxic relationships. And that toxic relationship could be with your family, just because they're family doesn't, you don't have to like them. Uh, it could be with uh, a partner. It could be with a friend. And as time went on in my life, I realized these were not people that were good for me. And once I got objective and said, really, yeah, I really like Kevin, but you know, I was able to then drift away. And then what will happen is you'll create that void and then good people come into your life. There may be a gap in there and that's okay. You know, you don't have to jump from relationship to relationship. It's okay if you end a relationship and take a break, get to know yourself a little bit. So surround yourself with good people, good people, good food. And if you have a, a symptom. Awesome. Thank you so much. Well, this has been another episode of create a new tomorrow. And we have been really blessed to have Dr. Joe Esposito on the show, giving some amazing advice. Thank you so much, Joe, for being here. How can people get a hold of you if they, if they are interested in getting healthy themselves? Sure. Our website, drjoe.com, real simple, drjoe.com. We have over 1,500 hours of podcasts. So pretty much if you have an issue, you can type in what you're looking for, hit enter. We've done a podcast, an article, a webinar, a lecture on it, and then you can dig in deeper. Uh, if you do want more information and it's not on the website, you could always send me an email through the website. I'm more than happy to answer it for you, drjoe.com. Awesome. Thank you so much, Dr. Joe. And, uh, you know, we'll have you on again. So thank you so much. We'll get, we'll get much more uh, in depth with, with you on the next show. Look forward to it. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I appreciate all you do to create a new tomorrow for yourself and those around you. If you'd like to take this information further and are interested in joining a community of like-minded people who are all passionate about activating their vision for a better world, go to the website, createanewtomorrow.com and find out how you can be part of making a bigger difference. I have a gift for you just for checking it out and look forward to seeing you take the leap and joining our private paid mastermind community. Until then, see you on the next episode.